Hello, this is Jim Walsh, and welcome to my podcast called On Eagle's Wings. Today, I have part one of a podcast dealing with the question, why do we need to study the Old Testament? And so and so begat this one, and that one begat another one, and on and on. Sadly, this is what a lot of people think about when they think about the Old Testament. They think that it is about endless genealogies and maybe difficult to pronounce names. And whereas it is true that the Old Testament does include genealogies, and sometimes the names may be somewhat strange or unfamiliar to us, the Old Testament is far more than that. And in Romans 15, Paul reminded Christians of our need to study it. In Romans chapter 15 and in verse 4, For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we, through patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. I'd like for us to spend a little bit of time considering several reasons why we need to study the Old Testament. And the first one, and maybe the most important one, and one that certainly overshadows all others, is simply because God says we need to study it. Here in Romans chapter 15 and in verse 4, it simply tells us the things that were written aforetime were written for us. And they direct us unto the hope of God. We need no other reason to study it than then God says we need to. But we also recognize in looking at the scriptures that God provides a blessing for us. For in it, those scriptures teach us of Him. They teach us of His character. They teach us of His being and of our relationship with Him. The God of the universe provides an understanding of who He is and who we are. Turn with me, if you would, to Jeremiah chapter 9. Jeremiah chapter 9, beginning in verse 23. Thus saith the Lord, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches, but let him that glorieth Glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord, which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. Someone says, well, you know, I'm, I'm pretty smart. Another person says, well, I'm pretty powerful. Another individual says, well, I have lots of money. I'm rich. God said, none of those things are important. What's important is to learn of me. God reveals in his word 
about himself and he says that it is possible for us to read his word to understand and look at that phrase in verse 24 knoweth me we can know the God of heaven we learn in reading his word that we can have patience in waiting for his will to unfold from the time of God's promise to send a Redeemer to the time that the Redeemer came was thousands of years. The people of the Old Covenant had to wait for God to unfold His will in His time. We can learn that it is possible for us to be patient in seeing God's will unfold. And in our patience, we can gain comfort in understanding His will and seeing our place in his work that in so doing we gain hope through patience and comfort of the scriptures verse 4 of Romans 15 says we might have hope the Hebrew writer tells us in Hebrews chapter 11 in verses 32 through 40 of all these individuals after having mentioned Abraham and Sarah and Isaac and Jacob and Moses and David. He goes on to mention individuals not by name. <clears throat> Beginning in verse 32 of Hebrews 11. What and what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David also, Samuel and the prophets. Who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn asunder. They were tempted. They were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. These all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise, God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. He mentions women. He mentions those who were tortured. He mentions those who endured cruel mockings and scourgings, those who were stoned. Who knows how many individuals down through history that God knew about that we don't know about endured this suffering. But God reveals unto us he knew. He knew what was going on and he made provision for them. God says we need to learn his word, to have an understanding of his care and of his providential care for us. But a second thing that we can think about in studying the Old Testament is it teaches us about God's wisdom. When Paul was inspired to write to the disciple Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3, he said that from a child, verse 15, that from a child, Thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. 
All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. Paul tells us that God's word is inspired. All of God's word is inspired, both the old and the new. And that learning all of it, including the old, is able to make us wise unto salvation, wise in God's ways that direct us unto salvation. And so we could go back and we can look at what is commonly referred to as wisdom literature, looking at the book of Ecclesiastes and Proverbs and Psalms and note some of these things. We can look at Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1 and we can understand that God has a plan for everything. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. Things don't just happen accidentally, but God has a plan and God has a purpose and everything is unfolding exactly the way God designed for it to unfold. We can learn in the book of Proverbs chapter 16 verse 25 that we don't know everything. You know, there's some pretty smart folks in this world. And when we maybe compare ourselves to them, you know, we think of maybe someone like uh, an Einstein. You know, able to figure out the theory of relativity and dealing with time and space and all those things like that. And it just, you know, gives us a headache. Uh, we haven't studied those things. We don't, we don't have that background to, to figure some of those things out. So maybe from an intellectual standpoint, we would compare ourselves to others and we would say, you know, I'm not that smart. But you know what? If you put the, the in, intelligence of all of the individuals that have ever lived to put it together, it still wouldn't equate in any way, shape or form to God's intellect. God's knowledge, God's wisdom. And what he's done in the scriptures is revealed that wisdom unto us to direct us in how we should live so that we not only have every guarantee that we please him, but every guarantee that we can have an eternal life with him. Proverbs 16 verse 25, there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. You know, as, as wise as man is, he doesn't know everything. And even today, we're still learning things. Even today, we're still discovering things. And some of the things we're discovering is that things that we've already believe, always believed aren't right. When I was a kid growing up, I was taught there were nine planets. Now I'm finding out, well, no, there's only eight now. One of them is no longer considered a planet. You're thinking, wow, you know, my universe has shrunk. But... What we were taught in school, what you read in encyclopedias, now that's changed. Men have determined that one of the planets is now a dwarf planet, it's not a real planet, etc., etc., however they want to define it. But what that means for us is that things change. And so the more we learn, the more things change. But without the light of God's word, spiritually, we're going to be lost. The writer of Psalms, Psalm 119, beginning in verse 97. Oh, how love I thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Thou, through the commandments, hast made me wiser than mine enemies. 
for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients, because I keep thy precepts. I have refrained my feet from every evil way that I might keep thy word. I have not departed from thy judgments, for thou hast taught me. How sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through thy precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It is God's wisdom that directs us in the way that we should live here on this earth, that we can have every assurance of remaining in faith with him. I need to study God's Old Testament to understand his wisdom. I need to study the Old Testament because it lays the foundation for understanding the prophecies that have been given. Turn with me, if you would, to the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. We have the wonderful event on the day of Pentecost of the Holy Spirit descending upon the apostles and miraculously giving them the ability to speak in foreign languages so that all those people who have come to Jerusalem for the feast of Pentecost, all these people from the different nations that are mentioned in verses 9 through 11, all these different people, all these different nationalities speaking these different languages, the apostles preached to them in their own language. And this amazed everybody. But some of the Jews that were there, in hearing them speak those foreign languages, thought they were speaking gibberish and assumed that maybe they were drunk. But Peter said, beginning in verse 14, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said, Ye men of Judea and all that dwell in Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. It shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above, and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon, shall, shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Peter said in verse 16, this is that. I can't know what this is that was being referenced unless I know what that is that he's talking about. And so he was saying this, the spirit coming upon us and giving us miraculous ability to speak to these individuals is that which was prophesied by Joel. And then he gives the prophecy. So when I read the prophecies and then I see them fulfilled in the New Testament, I now have understanding of what God was saying and the evidence that God was providing to direct people unto the Messiah. I can't know that Jesus is the Christ who has come to save men from their sins until I know of the prophecy. Matthew chapter 1 beginning in verse 21. And she shall bring forth a son 
And thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Once again, this is Jim Walsh. Please come back again next week as we will have part two of our podcast called Why We Need to Study the Old Testament. I hope you have a great day.